0: on Transforming Lives.
1: Last week, we began teaching on the second ingredient of the recipe for success, that is connecting with people. We told you that there are three things that we must do in order to connect with people. They are to understand people, to help people, and to love people. We were only able to teach on two of those things, and today we want to teach on the third one,
0: Welcome to Transforming Lives, a media ministry of Bethel World Outreach Church, City of Glory in Alexandria, Virginia, a multicultural, missions-oriented, disciple-making organization with the purpose of sharing the gospel with as many people as possible in the Northern Virginia area and around the world. Please join Rev. Obadiah Swen for today's message.
1: 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 4 to 8. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable, and it keeps no record of being wrong. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up never loses faith is always hopeful and endures through every circumstances prophecy and speaking in unknown languages and special knowledge will become useless but love will last forever father in the name of jesus we give you the glory the honor and the praise we bless you lord because you are good and faithful we thank you for all that you are doing by your spirit we pray for your people Give them minds to understand, wills to obey, and hearts to believe. Do a work in their lives, O oh God. Intervene in their circumstances. In Jesus' name, amen. Dr. Jack McConney grew up in the coal mining community of Concord, West Virginia. His father never earned more than $150 a month and never owned a car, yet during the Great Depression, Jack's parents often served lunch to about 40 or 50 people a day. People riding on the rails saw a sign on the McCormick's front gate, and they knew that they could find food there. Jack's recall that they did not have much, but they had a big guiding, and they could pick corn and tomatoes and find a chicken so that they could prepare a meal for everyone. His father, Farrell question to his seven children at the dinner table was, and what have you done for someone today? The spirit of giving made a lasting impression on Jack's life. Today, the retired doctor is known for starting the clinic on Hilton Head Island, South Carolina, that provides free medical care to those who cannot afford it. He donates his time to helping thousands of friends and neighbors who don't feel well and inspire other local doctors and retired, retired nurses to give their time too. The success of the volunteers in medicine was, has led to the foundation, formation of more than 50 other such clinics around the country. When asked how could, you, could he be working for nothing jack responded i make a million dollars every day what i get from this clinic can you cannot buy with money we often think of generosity as a decision to donate money to a water course excuse me or buy a meal for someone on the street those are indeed generous acts but generosity in the context of genuine love is much more than financial giving. When we love genuinely, we ha- have an attitude of generosity in all that we do. We are alert, alerted to how others need the money, the time, the energy, the attention, or the ab- ability that we have to give. That might mean staying up late with a teenage son who opens out just before going to bed. It also means noticing that a friend could use a ride even though they have not asked you for the ride. It could also mean that a single parent or single mother could use someone' help in the backyard on weekends. The word gift is translated in the Greek word, as "caris," which means unmerited favor. Every time we give our money, talents, or time, we are acknowledging that these things were gifts to us from God. Our gifts to others are not based on their performance or what they can do for us, but rather on the flow of love that flows from our heart. When we live with a generous spirit, it is amazing to watch the opportunity to love and to care for people. Love is the greatest emotion, attributed, emotional attribute in the entire world. Everyone wants to be loved. Everyone wants to experience love. People go to great extent to give and to receive love. Some use legitimate ways and others illegitimate ways. Love is the most powerful tool in our world today. It restores broken families, heals war torn regions, reconciles enemies, comforts the heightened, and transforms the wayward. This week, I want to <clears throat> share the good news to us. Genuine, unconditional love is available to all of us through Jesus Christ. All of us can receive and gave genuine, unconditional love because of Jesus Christ. We are continuing our series on the recipe for success. Last week, we began teaching on the second ingredient of the recipe for success, that is connecting with people. We told you that there are three things that we must do in order to connect with people. They are to understand people, to help people, and to love people. We were only able to teach on two of those things. And today we want to teach on the third one. We told you, first, help to help, um, um, to, to understand people, we need to follow the golden rule. We need to follow the preferred rule. We need to follow the sacrificial rule. We need to decide how people want to be treated, and then we need to treat them that way. Okay, we told you that there are four ways that everyone wants to be treated. Everyone wants to be encouraged. Everyone wants to be appreciated. Everyone wants to be forgiving. And everyone wants to be listened to. We also told you that to help people, you need to be intentional. You need to meet their their needs or solve their problems. And you need to invite them to partner with you. So today we want to look at the third thing concerning uh, connecting with people, and that is to love people. Amen. The passage we read earlier the Bible tells us that love is kind and patient. It's not jealous. It's not boastful. It's not proud. It's not rude. It does not demand its own way. It's not irritable. It's not, it doesn't keep any record of wrong. It is not, does not rejoice in, in, in injustice. It rejoices in truth. It, 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 it never gives up, never loses faith. It's always hopeful, always endures. Amen. And whatever there is prophecy or, or speaking in tongues or, or speaking in unknown language, they will cease. But love will last forever. We need to love unconditionally. To love unconditionally—that means to love with no strings attached. Love is a demonstration of courtesy. It's a demonstration of kindness, a demonstration of honesty, a demonstration of commitment, a demonstration of patience, of truth, of respect, and of trust. To genuinely love people, we need to develop a charisma with them. That means we need to develop a a, a way that we we interact with them and and to, to show them that we love them and that we are concerned about them. I want to share with you eight things concerning how to develop love or to show people that we love them number one we need to uh, show them genuine concern the bible tells us in matthew chapter um, 9 verse 35 to 30 to 38 that jesus was traveling all around the regions and in the villages and the bible says he healed the people he ministered to them he preached the gospel to them he healed their sick but when he saw the multitude, the Bible says he was moved with compassion. That word compassion means that a, a, a common passion, a, a desire to help and to make sure that others uh, 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 um, get solution to their problems. Jesus had compassion on people. He loved them. He wanted to, 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 to do something about them. And so he t- told his disciples, he said, the harvest is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Pray to the Lord of the harvest that he may send laborers into his harvest. The second thing that you must do in order to show your love for people is that you need to reach out and help them. In, in, in um, Luke chapter 19, there is a story of the man Zacchaeus. He was a notorious tax collector, uh, um, he was not loved by his people. Um, during that time because he was collecting tax for the Romans government. And not only was he collecting tax for the Romans government, but he was not uh, 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 just about it. He was uh, uh, stealing from from, from from his people also. So he would collect more tax than he was supposed to collect and then keep the balance to himself. And so this man, as Jesus was passing, he was the Bible records about him that he was a, a man of short stature. And he ran Ahead, and he stood in a in a tree in order to see jesus now can you imagine a grown man who supposedly was a tax collector or the chief tax collector st- sitting in a tree uh, uh, and looking down and uh, the entire crowd coming with Jesus and everybody looking at the crowd and then they began to look at this man in the tree wanting to see Jesus because he could not see Jesus from the ground. And everybody, I can, I can imagine uh, that people were laughing at Zacchaeus. That I can imagine that people were scorning him. I can imagine that people were, 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 were saying all kinds of things about him. But then the Bible says Jesus did something very important. Jesus stopped and said to Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus, come down. Today I must visit your house. And the Bible says when he visited Zacchaeus' house, uh, um, the scribes and the Pharisees began to, to murmur that Zac- uh, Jesus was going to, 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 to eat with somebody who was a notorious sinner. And Jesus said it this way. He said, salvation has come to this man's house. For he also is the son of Abraham. And then the Bible tells us that Zacchaeus was able to release. He said to Jesus, Lord, I will give half of my, what I have to the poor, and everyone who have cheated, I will restore full full." And the, then the Bible tells us that Jesus said, the Son of Man came not only to say, he said the Son of Man came to seek and to save those who are lost suggesting that jesus purpose was to help people amen it is very very important that we we make sure that we help people show them genuine kindness amen the third thing that we need to do in order to show people love is that to demonstrate our love by our action you see love is an action word You can't say you love somebody and never do anything for them. You can't just say, I love somebody, or I just feel that I love you. No, love is action. You have to demonstrate your action. If you say you love somebody, you need to do something about it. And that's what God did. God sent Jesus to die on the cross while we were still sinners so that he can demonstrate his love for us. And we, too, need to demonstrate our love if we say we love somebody. Amen? We need to demonstrate to them that we love them. Amen. Number four, in order to show love, we need to show people how to get results. You see, there are many people in our fear of influence that maybe may not know how to, to be successful. They may not know how to plan their lives. They may not know how to, to get that break. They may not know how to apply for a good job. They may not know how to... to, to they don't have, may, may not have anybody to encourage them. And so you need to be able to show people how to get results. Amen? Paul was was an apostle who demonstrated or showed his, his, his protege, Timothy, how to get results. The Bible says in Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 1, he said to Timothy, he said, that, My son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things that you have heard from me, are, um, the same commit to others who will be able to teach others also. And then he says something very, very important to Timothy. He said, endure suffering as a good soldier. For, uh, for every soldier, in order for him to be successful, has to focus on the goal, focus on what he was enlisted for. And he cannot pay attention to civilian matters because if he does, he will not be able to Please, the one who have called him. You see, Paul was telling Timothy that there is a way to get results, to be successful, to be a, 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 a good steward of what God has done in your life. There is a way to do it, and you need to make sure that you teach people how to get results. Number five, to love people, you need to show them or expose them to godliness by influencing their lives for Christ. Paul said in um, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1 and 2, he said, imitate God, therefore in everything you do, because you are his dear children, live a life filled with love, follow his exa- the example of Christ. He loved us and offered himself as a sacrifice for us, as a pleasing aroma to God. You see, Jesus is our example. When Jesus walked the face of this eye, Jesus showed us how to love God, how to love people, how to be concerned about people. Jesus showed us how to minister to people, and we need to show people, we need to influence them for godliness. We need to give them good ideas concerning how they can think. Amen? The Bible tells us that we need to fix our thoughts on that which is good, that which is true. That which is honorable, that which is uh, uh, lovely, that which is admirable. We need to focus our thoughts on that which is excellent and trustworthy. Why? Because it is very important for us to to to, to allow God to saturate our lives so that our lives may bring meaning and, 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 and bring meaning to, to others' lives. Amen. Hallelujah. Say Amen. Hallelujah. Number six, we need to be sensitive to the feelings of others. You see, when you love somebody, you need to be sensitive to their feelings. Amen? You can't just go around just hurting people and think that, well, you know, good break. Amen? Amen? No, 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 you need to be sensitive to their feelings. We all come from different backgrounds. We have diverse, uh, 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 we are all different. We, we came from different backgrounds. We came from different countries. We, uh, uh, but we need to be sensitive to people's need. We need to be sensitive to, to who they are and, and what what is important to them. What may be important to you may not be important to the other person. And you need to find out how, to be sensitive to them. What is important? Amen. The Bible tells us that we need to get rid of all bitterness. We need to get rid of all rage. We need to get rid of all anger. We need to get rid of all harsh worries. We need to get rid of all slander. Amen. Instead, we need to get rid of all, all types of evil behavior. All of those things we need to get rid of them from our lives because those things are very toxic. Amen. I those things destroy relationships. Rage, anger, uh, um, bitterness—they all destroy relationship. But the Bible says, instead, be kind. To be kind is to is to is to consider the other person and to to show them goodness. Amen. It says, be kind to one another. Be tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as Christ, just as God, through Christ, has forgiven you. You see, a, 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 a mentor of mine, Bishop Darlington Johnson, shared a, a very important lesson uh, um, a while ago. He, he shared with me, he said, whenever we come to, to us in, in a situation where there are relationships, we need to also understand how the other person sees what is happening in whatever conflict that we find ourselves in. Amen? And and the way to do that is to look at your hand. If you look at your hand, your hand has two shades of color. Amen? Inside is lighter than outside. And as you look at your hand, you will find out that if you are looking from the inside, you will think that your hand is very bright and very light. But when you look on the other side, you will think that it is dark or it is darker. But if that person that you are interacting with is looking on the other side of your hand and you do not go on their side to find out what they are looking at, you may get into conflict. That's why it is important to be able to put yourself in other people's shoes instead of putting them in their shoe. Amen. You need to get in their world, come into their world in order to help them and to minister unto them. Say hallelujah. Amen. Number seven. You should give hope to people by motivating them. Amen? Amen. You need to give hope to people by motivating them. Now, what what is motivation? Motivation is to build people up, is to spur them up, is to challenge them and to let them know that they can accomplish. Amen? And that's what Jesus did. In John chapter 14, the Bible tells us that Jesus spoke to his disciples, and that's us, that you and I. Amen? Because these words of Jesus transcend time and and, and region. And he said to them, he said, the words that I'm doing you shall do also, and greater works than these shall you do, because I'm going to the Father. And whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, I will do it. You said that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Now, think about it for a minute. I mean, Jesus is saying that the same works that he did, we have the potential to do that. That's encouraging. That means that we can... can can maximize our potential. That means we can connect with God and God can use our lives and to make a difference, a lasting difference in our lives. Amen? But then Jesus said you can do greater. That means Jesus was saying not only can you do the same work, but you can do greater than that. And then he made a very profound statement. He said whatsoever you may ask the Father in my name, I will do it. Jesus is giving you a blank check. He is saying to you, whatever your situation may be, whatever your circumstance may be, whatever you are believing God for, if you ask in my name, I will make sure that I bring it to pass in your life. I don't know what you are seeking God for right now. I don't know what you need in your life. I don't know what situation or circumstance you are going through. But I'm here to let you know that Jesus Christ is here and he's ready to answer your prayers. He's ready to spoil you out. He's ready to motivate you and build you up and give you a hope. He's ready to help you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Number six, number eight. In order to, to show people love, the eight thing that you need to do is that you need to affirm people. Amen? Now, affirmation is one of the very, very important uh, 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 ingredients of interaction or communication. Amen? You see, when you affirm people, you let them know that they, they mean something. Amen? No, no, no matter how, how, how bad somebody may mess up, m- mess up on a particular situation, there's always something good in that person that you can find. Amen. You need to find a good thing to, to affirm people. Um, Dr. John C. Maxwell said this in, in, in using the 101 principle. He said, find the one thing that somebody is doing and give it 100% of your affirmation. Amen. And that, that's, that's why it will help people. Because most of the time in human relationship, we, we always look for, for what people are not doing right. But you need to affirm people. You need to let them know that they are doing good. Amen? Even if they mess up in everything else, find out one thing, and you need to affirm them. And look at what Peter said to to the church. He said, you are a chosen generation. You are a royal priesthood. You are a holy nation. You are God's own possession. As a result, you can, show God, you can show forth God's goodness. You can show forth God's kindness because God has delivered you from the power of, or the kingdom of darkness. And he has translated you into the kingdom of his dear son. Once you were no people, but God made you a people. Once you were, did not have mercy, but God gave you mercy. Amen. What Peter was saying is that you are special. God made you special. God encouraged and ministered unto you. God loves you. God wants to do good for you. And you should know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you are a special person. God strategically made you and, uh, and designed you to be special. He died for you. If you were the only person on earth, Jesus would have stayed there. And because of that, he wrote you, in the palm of his hand. He calls you the apple of his eyes. He calls you the the lover of his soul. Amen. God loves you. And because he loves you, God wants you to know that you can be loved and you can love others also. Amen. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for your people. I bless you, Lord, that you will use these words that we have spoken that it would take roots into their hearts. It will change their lives. It will transform their hearts and their lives. Lord, do a work in their hearts. We give you all the glory, all the honor, all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for spending this time with us. We do not like to end our broadcast without giving you the opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. The Bible says, God loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life, but your sins are separating you from God's abundant life. Therefore, He has sent His Son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for your sins so that you can experience forgiveness of sins and redemption from death and destruction. If you will accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you shall be saved and enjoy God's abundant life. The Bible says, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Friends, if you want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, please pray this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. Forgive me of my sins. I accept you as my Lord and Savior.
2: Friends, we are excited that you have accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior. We would like to send you some free materials to help you grow in your Christian faith. Please write or email us at Bethel World Outreach Church, City of Glory, 8305 Richmond Highway, Suite 2A, Alexandra, Virginia, 22309, or admin at Bethelva.com. We encourage you to join a good Bible-believing church so that you can serve the Lord with other believers. If you live in the Northern Virginia, Washington, D.C. area, we invite you to worship with us at any of our services. On Sunday morning at 11 a.m., our Contemporary Worship Service. On Wednesday night at 8 p.m., our Bible study. And on Friday at 8 p.m. at our intercessory prayer meeting. Thank you for joining us and God bless you.
0: This has been a presentation of Transforming Lives, a media ministry of Bethel World Outreach Church, City of Glory. We are located on 8305 Richmond Highway, Suite 2A, Alexandria, Virginia, 22309. Please join us at one of our services on Sunday at 11 a.m., Contemporary Worship wednesday at 8 p.m bible study and friday at 8 p.m intercessory prayer for more information about bethel city of glory and how you can partner with us please visit our website at bethelcityofglory.org or email us at admin at (music) bethelva.com